Oh, thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their own opinions and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was brought to you by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely loyal listeners. It's just Miss Rose. And today's episode of As the Massage Table Turn, it is Monday, November 7th, 2022, the day before Election Day. Now, you guys, yesterday started daylight savings times, right? So, I went to bed, I thought it was 10 o'clock, but it was really 9 o'clock. So, right now, while I'm recording, it is currently 4.36 a.m. in the morning. Y'all know I am not a morning person, but I'm up wide awake. So I figured, what the heck, it's Monday morning. I got to go to work in a few hours. So I might as well knock out today's episode of As the Massage Table Turns. So you know what I want to do? I want to thank you for your time. And I appreciate you, my lovely loyal listeners. I appreciate you so, so much. Now, you know the routine. After this brief pause for the cause, we'll be back with today's exciting episode in Season 3 of As the Massage Table Turns. Happy Monday. We'll be right back. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We'll be right back. lovely loyal listeners we are back and we are on the website chopra.com and this article is titled five steps to setting powerful intentions it was written by Deepak Chopra MD July 1st 2020 2 o'clock p.m. Intention is the starting point of every dream. It is the creative power that fulfills all of our needs, whether for money, relationships, spiritual awakening, or love. Everything that happens in the universe begins with intention. When I decide to buy a birthday present, wiggle my toes, or call a friend, It all starts with intention. The sages of India observed thousands of years ago that our destiny is ultimately shaped by our deepest intentions and 
desires. The classic Vedic text known as the Upandish, the no, the Upanishads declares, "You are what your deepest desire is. As your desire is, so is your intention. As your intention is, so is your will. As your will is, so is your deed." As your deed is, so is your destiny. An intention is a directed impulse of consciousness that contains the seed form that contains the seed form of that which you aim to create. Like real seeds, intentions can't grow if you hold on to them. Only when you release your intentions into the fertile depths of your consciousness can they grow and flourish. In my book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, the law of intention and desire lays out the five steps for harnessing the power of intention to create anything you desire. Number one. Slip into the gap. Most of the time, our mind is caught up in thoughts, emotions, and memories. Beyond this noisy internal dialogue is a state of pure awareness that is sometimes referred to as the gap. One of the most effective tools we have for entering the gap is meditation. Meditation takes you beyond the ego mind into the silence and stillness of pure consciousness. This is the ideal state in which to plant your seeds of intention. Number two, release your intentions and desires. Once you're established in a state of restful awareness, Release your intentions and desires. The best time to plant your intentions is during the period after meditation while your awareness remains centered in the quiet field of all possibilities. After you set an intention, let it go. Simply stop thinking about it. Continue this process for a few minutes after your, medita- after your meditation period each day. Number three, remain centered in a state of restful awareness. Intention is much more powerful when it comes from a place of contentment than if it arises from a sense of lack or need. Stay centered and refuse to be influenced by other people's doubts or criticisms. Your higher self knows that everything is all right and will be all right, even without knowing the timing or the details of what will happen. Number four, detach from the outcome. 
Relinquish your rigid attachment to a specific result and live in the wisdom of uncertainty. Attachment is based on fear and insecurity, while detachment is based on the unquestioning belief in the power of your true self. Intend for everything to work out as it should. Then let go and allow opportunities and openings to come your way. Number five, let the universe handle the details. Your focused intentions set the infinite organizing power of the universe in motion. Trust that infinite organizing power to orchestrate the complete fulfillment of your desires. Don't listen to the voice that says that you have to be in charge. That obsessive vigilance is the only way to get anything done. The outcome that you try so hard to force may not be as good for you as the one that comes naturally. You have released your intentions into the fertile ground of pure potentiality. Potentiality. And they will bloom when the season is right. (laughs) You guys, that is the end of that article on Chopra.com. Five steps to setting powerful intentions. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're talking about today. Setting intentions. All right. Did I tell you I love you for listening? We'll be right back with another exciting article on today's episode of As the Massage Table Turns. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you for listening. We'll be right back. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's Dictionary Definition Word of the Day, brought to you by Oxford Languages, is intended. It's an adjective, planned or meant. It's also a noun, informal. The the person one intends to marry, one's fiancé or fiancé, intended. And we'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website blushandgold.co.uk and home of the blog. This article written on June 2nd, 2021, is titled Intentions Versus Goals. Excuse me. You might be familiar with the practice of goal setting. Intentions differ in that they are ongoing and not tied to a particular achievement or date. They are rooted in the present moment, unlike goals which are set in the future. 
Setting goals can be a powerful motivator, but it can also leave you feeling discouraged when those when these are not achieved. Intentions are about what you want the journey to be rather than about the destination. One simple example to help understand the difference is I will lose 5 kg by January 1st goal versus I intend to focus on my health intention. You can find the whole section on intentions in our Body and Soul Planner, as well as space for setting your routines, monthly focus, tracking your habits, and a lot more. And that is the end, you guys. It says leave a comment, and I'm going to put my name is Jessica Rose, my email, you guys don't read my email. Well, I'm putting it in here, but you guys already know it. And the message is, thank you so much for your informative article that I have read on my podcast as the massage table turns that can be heard on Spotify and Apple. Thank you for your contribution. And that is the end of that episode, you guys. I mean, that's the end of that exciting article on blushandgold.co.uk, Intentions versus Goals. And we'll be right back with yet another exciting article on today's episode of as the massage table turns. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. (laughs) We'll be right back. lovely loyal listeners we are back and we are on the website everydayfeminism.com now you guys this popped up when I hit the website so I'm just gonna go ahead and read it dear beloved reader we're going to be real with you we're asking you to join our membership program so we can become fully financially sustainable and you'll get cool perks too, and avoid shutting down. Every year, we reach over 6.5 million people around the world with our intersectional feminist articles and webinars. But we now depend 100% on reader support to keep going. If everyone reading this only gave $12 we could raise enough money for the entire year in just one day. For the price of a single lunch out, you can help save us. We're an independent feminist media site led entirely by people of color. If everyday feminism has been useful to you, please take one minute to keep us alive. Thank you. Now, their article that we're going to be reading 
on everydayfeminism.com is titled Intent versus Impact Why Your Intentions Don't Really Matter. Now, this was written July 30th, 2013, by Jamie Oots. Imagine for a moment that you're standing with your friends in a park enjoying a nice summer day. You don't know me, but I walk right up to you holding a frisbee. I wind up and throw the disc right into your face. Understandably, you are indignant. Through a bloody nose, you use a few choice words to ask me what the hell I thought I was doing. And my response? Oh, I didn't mean to hit you. That was never my intent. I was simply trying to throw the frisbee to my friend over there. Visibly upset, you demand an apology. But I refuse. Or worse, I offer an apology that sounds like, I'm sorry your face got in the way of my frisbee. I never intended to hit you. Sound absurd? Sound infuriating enough to give me a well-deserved frisbee upside the head? Yeah. So why is this same thing happening all of the time when it comes to the intersection of our identities and oppressions or privileges? Intent versus impact. From Paula Dean to Alec Baldwin to your annoying, bigoted uncle or friend, we hear it over and over again. I never meant any harm. It was never my intent. I am not a racist. I am not a homophobe. I'm not a sexist. I cannot tell you how often I've seen people attempt to deflect criticism about their oppressive language or actions by making the conversation about their intent. At what point does the intent conversation stop mattering so that we can step back and look at impact? After all, in the end, What does the intent of our action really matter if our actions have the impact of furthering the marginalization or oppression of those around us? In some ways, this is a simple lesson of relationships. If I say something that hurts my partner, it doesn't matter. It doesn't much matter whether I intended the statement to mean something else because my partner is hurting. I need to listen to how my language hurt my partner. I need to apologize. And then I need to reflect and empathize to the best of my ability so I don't do it again. But When we're dealing with the ways in which our identities intersect with those around us, and in turn, the ways our privileges and our experiences of marginalization and oppression intersect, this lesson becomes something much larger and more profound.
this becomes a lesson of justice. What we need to realize is that when it comes to people's lives and identities, the impact of our actions can be profound and wide-reaching. And that's far more important than the question of our intent. We need to ask ourselves what might be or might have been the impact of our actions or words. And we need to step back and listen when we are being told that the impact of our actions is out of step with our intents or our perceptions of self. Identity, privilege, and intent. For people of identity privilege, this is where listening becomes vitally important. For our privilege can often shield us from understanding the impact of our actions. After all, as a person of privilege, I can never fully understand the ways in which oppressive acts or language impact those around me. What I surely can do is listen with every intent to understand and I can work to change my behavior. Because what we need to understand is that making the conversation about intent is inherently a privileged action. The reason? It ensures that you and your identity and intent stay at the center of any conversation and action while the impact of your action or words on those around you is marginalized. So, if someone ever tells you to check your privilege, what they may very well mean is stop centering your experience and identity in the conversation by making this about the intent of your actions instead of their impact. That is, not everything is about you. What they did versus what they are. The incredible ill doctrine puts it well when he explains the difference between what they did conversation and the what they are conversation, which you can watch here on a hyperlink that we're not clicking. In essence, the intent conversation is one about what they are. Because if someone intended their action to be hurtful and racist, sexist, transphobic, pick your poison, then they must inherently be racist, sexist, transphobic, pick your poison. On the other hand, the impact conversation is one about what they did. For you, it takes the person who said or did the hurtful thing out of the center and places the person who was hurt in the center. It ensures that the conversation is about how what they did hurts other people and further marginalizes or oppresses people. Excuse me. And it's important for people to understand the difference. Just because you did something sexist doesn't mean that you are sexist. Just because you said something racist 
doesn't mean that you are a racist. When your actions are called into question, it's important to recognize that that's all that is being called into question, your actions, not your overall character. Listen, reflect, apologize, do better. It doesn't matter whether we deep down believe ourselves to be blankist or whether we intend our actions to be hurtful or blankist. It doesn't matter. If the impact of our actions is the furthering of oppression, then that's all that matters. So we need to listen, reflect, apologize, and work to do better in the future. What does that look like? Well, to start, we can actually apologize. I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing the, I am sorry your face got in the way of my frisbee. I never intended to hit you. Apologies. Whether it's Paula Dean weeping on TV or Alec Baldwin asking us to simply trust that he's not a homophobe, those are not apologies. That's why I was incredibly inspired and relieved to see a major organization do it well when Kickstarter apologized and took full responsibility for their role in funding a creepy, rapey seduction guide. They apologized earnestly and accepted the role they played in something really terrible. They pledged to never allow projects like this one to be funded in the future, and they donated $25,000 to Rain. At the interpersonal level, we can take a cue from Kickstarter. When we are told that the impact of our action, inaction, or words is hurtful and further oppressions, or and furthers oppression and furthers oppression we can start by apologizing without any caveats from there we can spend the time to reflect in hopes of gaining at least some understanding however marginal of the harmful impact and we can do our best to move forward by acting accountability I mean, excuse me and we can do our best to move forward by acting more accountable all right, please take a moment to share here on Facebook and, Twi- and Twitter. Found this article helpful? Help us keep publishing more. Like it by becoming a member. All right, Jamie Oot, her last name is spelled U-T-T. What? A he, it's a he. I'm sorry, y'all. He's a, I'm sorry, y'all. Jamie Oot is a contributing writer at Everyday Feminism. Jamie is a diversity and inclusion consultant and sexual violence prevention educator based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He lives with his loving partner and his fantastic dog. He blogs weekly at Change From Within. Learn more about his work at his website here and follow him on Twitter at UTT underscore J-A-M-I-E. Read his articles here and book him for speaking engagements here. And that is the end of that article, you guys, on everydayfeminism.com. Intent versus impact. Why your intentions don't really matter by Jamie 
oot. And you guys, guess what? And that's the conclusion of today's episode of As the Massage Table Turns this Monday morning, early, early, early. But you could be listening to it on any day at any time of the day. But either way, oh, y'all, I'm stretching. What I want everybody to do is to set an intention to have a good week. No matter what happens, just have a good week. And we're going to start with getting through this Monday, and it's going to be a fabulous Monday. So, you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you from your square, because you are the only you in the entire universe, and nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, is doing a better job of being you than you. And on that note, we're going to say, have a wonderful week. And have a marvelous Monday. This is Just Miss Rose. Please support my sister podcast, Just Miss Rose and You, which I record on Sundays. And we will talk with you on Wednesday's episode of As the Massage Table Turns. Thank you so much for your lovely, loyal listenership. I love you for listening. Miss Rose out. Bye. Mwah.